we, we, we should rap about things that we like, like, like food. That's what? You bugging as death, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in you. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass-fed? Yes. Cruelty-free? What's so special about the cheese maker? As the saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. Now, where's the cheese? Okay, how was it? I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about corned beef, Mr. Tiger? I'd say you've had enough. Um, Hey, I'm Sal. <laughs> haven't seen you for a while. Oh, good. I know. I think, Feels weird. I think last time we talked it was summer. Yeah, was it? Still like summer today. It would have been, actually. The last podcast we did was just before the kids were born. Or not, no, the week after. So that was February. In this house? Hmm. Yeah, right. Actually, we didn't even do a podcast the last time I saw you because you had your crazy mates around. <laughs> You, your crazy mates going to be like, oh, was I there one day when Bezo was there? Yeah. <laughs> Am I the crazy mates? Surely I'm not the crazy mates. Uh, so what's been going on besides kids and bacon and vegetarians? Yeah, and... I'm, I'm learn, slowly learning to be a vegetarian cook. Well, it's not quite being a vegetarian cook because what I usually do is think of something that I can cook vegetarian and then... If I want to add meat to it for us at the end, yeah. I'll do that. So, like, last night we had a pasta bake. So, you know, just grated carrots, sweet potato, four different types of cheese, um, mushroom, bit of red onion, bit of fresh corn. Yeah. Does she cook? This is Biso's um, au pair. Mm, no, she, she, does, she does more than enough, I think. No, I do all the cooking. Cook your dinner. Come on. So I just made that up and then mm. with the pasta and split it in two and then sliced a little bit of bacon fine and put that on one and she had the other one. Yeah, right. Cool. Just because I liked a bit of flavour. Yeah. So. But I think the biggest success so far has been the vegetarian bolognese. What did you make that with? So a couple of different types of onion, lots of garlic, a couple of bottles of sugo. Um, and then red kidney beans, uh, butter beans, and I had like a dry four bean mix. Yeah. Uh, so something else I put in. I think that's it. And then just cooked it for ages so it sort of just broke down. Yeah. All the beans broke down. Don't they normally make vegetarian bolognese with tofu? Oh, bugger that. And mince it up? But I mean, tofu would taste nice because then it would. Um... And mm. what's that vegetarian stuff that's like? Um... I did. I did tofu parmi. Oh, did you? Mm. <laughs> slices of tofu. Yeah. Like so, we had chicken parmi. Yeah. And I just did slices of tofu and just crumb them. Yum. She liked that. Yeah. Yeah, she reckons she's never eaten so well in all life. Yeah, she would not. Because oh. it's good. It, it. I have to say, I am really enjoying it because. It's like forcing me to not break bad habits, but you get lazy and you come home and you just cook whatever because yeah. 
you can do it on reflex and mm. I am very time poor now. Yeah. Whereas now I'm sort of going, okay, well, can I cook that as a vegetarian meal? Well, you know, like, so one of my staples is like lamb chops, mashed potatoes and greens. Well, I can't just give her mashed potatoes and greens. Yeah. That's a bit boring. So, you know, do I need, what do I need to add to it? Well, you know, crumb tofu. Mm. That way she's still getting a bit of, a bit of flavour. Yeah. Vanessa tried the crumb tofu. She said it was nice. Yeah. I didn't try it. I hate tofu. But tofu doesn't taste of anything unless you do something to it. The best ever tofu. And this is why I'm, I should just have like a recipe book and throw things together, even if it's a digital one. We did a, an Asian cooking night once in a share house where everyone had to bring a dish. Yeah. And um, I can't remember why, but I said, oh, I'll try a tofu dish. Mm. And I found this soup, and it was like a lime and tofu soup. Oh, and you've talked like, about this before. It's yeah, left it your like, scar. It has. It? I've never, I've never, I've looked for it. So, like, you'd think in the days of Google, you would be able to find yeah. an approximation of it, but I can, I've never found anything like it. But it, all the, the citrus sort of sourness went into the tofu, and it was fantastic. Yum. But I think that's why they use it when they make bolognese because they just mince it up and then they put in all those flavours that you were talking about. It looks like mince. Mm. Yeah, what see? is that stuff though? I'm going to have to Google that. What is that meat replacement stuff? It's called mm. bloody... TVP. Textured vegetable protein. Nah, not that stuff. Soil and green. Nah, it's called... Um, veg- I'm going to put in vegetable meat replacement. See what happens. Um, no, it's like a meat. It looks like meat. You can get yourself some bacon. No, because we had a chat to, you know, had a chat to them about it. Yeah. And she said she doesn't want stuff that looks or tastes like. She doesn't. She's not doing it on moral grounds or anything. She doesn't like the taste. Yeah. Or the flavour of aroma of meat. Yeah. And so why does she want something that looks like meat? Looks like meat or or smells like meat. That's not what she wants. She's quite happy eating. Yeah. Whatever. But I've done like. You know, so like I did the roast chicken, and instead of just doing potato and pumpkin, I do six different veggies yeah. roasted. Yeah. Know, so cool. at least she's got some variety. Yeah. yeah. It's gone well. Yeah. Two weeks, and I haven't run out of ideas yet. So I did one, <laughs> you know, I did, how do you pronounce the fried, fried and steamed one, one, uh, dumplings? The Japanese ones. Oh, gyoza. Gyoza. So I did them, but I did them with cabbage instead of pork mince yeah actually i've got an idea for that i really wanted to try it before uh before i came here what about them filled with mashed potato and bacon <laughs> why not <laughs> you know like really really yeah, really no. creamy uh, well i reckon mashed potato and bacon tastes good in anything i mean because it's a little bit like um when my silkies lay um heaps of eggs mm. And you get the little tiny yolks. Yeah. I do a, a was it ravioli? Yeah. But big ones, and I do like a really really creamy mash with mm. lots of chives and parmesan cheese through it, and then put them out on the fresh pasta and put like a little dimple in them with a spoon and then put the egg yolk on them. Yeah. And then put them in and mm. in the water and then you know when you cut it open that sort of like self saucing and they're just amazing. Yeah, beautiful. A lot of effort. Like, you only have sort of two each. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, Very master chef. Yeah. Which is probably why I only ever do it once in a blue moon. 
Oh, that's good. But I'm getting pretty good at doing the dumplings. Yeah, right. Twisting them off. Just tend to overfill them a bit too much. So They're having a um, dumpling cooking class for kids out at Szechuan mm. Bang. I almost thought about going myself. <laughs> yeah, Curtis is probably a little bit young, but that would be cool, eh? Uh, yeah. Mm. You should run kids cooking classes out there. Mm. Curtis helped me make some pasta the, the other day. perfect. They all just run amok. Yeah, run off the edge of the cliff. Charge more hundred bucks a head. <laughs> I think you'd need a hundred bucks a head to. Yeah, I think. To have a... I think you earn your money. Oh, wow! Oh, that's good. So you know, I've done a few pastas. Mm. I don't know. I haven't run out of ideas yet. Soups, but you know, it's it's good weather for soups. Perfect weather for soups. Soups is just so easy. I think Vanessa's doing. Um, pumpkin ricotta and she's going to do it like the cannelloni but she's not going to do it in cannelloni she's just going to do it with lasagna sheets yeah and yum so hmm. oh because we've got our garden beds are just booming at the moment yeah and the spinach you're still is doing just... lots of work out there I see I? I mean I don't know if I the energy or the effort uh, to get up and do it well part of it was we we fenced off the house yard because Curtis is now sort of an age that he needs to get out and run around and burn some energy. Mm. So we fenced off the house yard mm. and put some garden beds down in that section. Yeah. Um, and sort of got them all going and mulched and whatever and, and built walls and stuff mm. like that. So that so it's been a lot of work, and but the whole idea is that, that then you don't have to go and take Curtis somewhere. Like, we can just go outside for an hour and... Yeah. I can water the gardens and he can run around and dig dirt and and, and he loves the garden beds, so... Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, you know, play with the chickens and do all the farm boy stuff, so... Where are the cows? You lost the cows? Cow, mm. I got one... The laugh's pregnant, so she's come back pregnant. Mm. I haven't milked in ages. But Apparently someone's selling raw milk at Bean Lake. Alright. There's one dollar a litre. Jeez, oh, I'd wonder about that. Oh, it sounds too cheap, doesn't it? Well, I've been buying uh, like it's it's actually IGAs are fantastic now. They have like four different types of unhomogenized milk. Do they? Yeah. So they have Mulaney Dairies, the Scenic Grim one, mm. which is you know sells at a lot of butcher shops mm. and that now as well. Um, and there's another two. Norco, I think, have an, uh, an unhomogenized one. And someone else. But it's like, you know, how good is that? Yeah, it's good. Because you can at least My buy local... something's approximating real milk. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Because homogenization does a lot of the... Like, the, the commercial milk, the way they sort of pull it apart and then put it back together. Like, even if you buy normal milk, it's yeah. not normal milk it's normal milk that's been pulled apart and then put back at the same ratios it's not the original milk if you know what i mean yeah yeah it's funny though because um because i put in the cappuccino machine mm. at a big vintage and i use um mulaney guernsey milk yeah so that that's that's a that's a non mm. homogenized milk it's got the cream in the top but it's funny people now say to me when they're ordering their coffee what type of milk do you use? Really? Yeah. And the guy goes, I only want either A2 or anything. And I went, it's fine. Calm down. 
take a seat. I'm only using my. Oh, thank goodness. So it's kind of funny. Yeah, people right. are now being quite picky about picky their about milk. their milk. Well, and I have to say, like, so I go to a little IGA. It's a big IGA near mm. where I pick Curtis up from mm. daycare, mm. and they have a wall of milk like all IGAs do. But those milks are always. I'm always getting the last. You know, at five o'clock or. 4.30 in the afternoon there's only ever one or two left and sometimes I can't get the Mulaney um, uh, Guernsey one I've got to get the, the uh, scenic rim one because that's all that's left uh, the Paul's and the cheapo chocolates. IGA are full now, there might be one or two so obviously people have been given the choice and I'm yeah. sure there's some people that go oh look I, I only want to pay a dollar a litre for milk but people are going well uh, look, you buy a packet of uh, coke or chips or like yeah. There's heaps of other places five you can bucks a carton. I mean it's not heaps that of much. other places you can save, save in your grocery bill. Yeah. So but I, I really do miss milking. I'm hoping to Yeah. But I think she's dried dried off, so um, I'll get her pregnant as well and then when Laf um, has a calf then I'll sort of kick back on. Uh, and um, might even might even see if, see if we can get a electric milking machine oh, so I can come on well then I can <laughs> then I can get if I had that I could I could milk a lot more yeah It'd be a lot quicker so and then you know herd shit people might actually get some milk <laughs> <laughs> the herd shit people they don't expect you to come back they're like peace that's too busy uh, don't worry about the herd shit <gasps> the poor lady whose kid um you know has reactions to normal dairy yeah and I was dropping milk out to her in Toulon, mm. and then I stopped because... Was that my cooking class lady? Yeah. Yeah. I stopped because I wasn't going to Toulon. She said, look, I'll come out to Tingalpa and pick it up. She yeah. said, yeah, no worries. So, she came out, she got one lot, and then Vanessa went in the hospital. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so. Mm. God. Oh, one thing. That's life. Twins definitely change your life, so I have to say... Mamma mia. I'm drinking a lot more red wine now. <laughs> <laughs> a lot more red wine. And I'm buying this, this wine online by the carton. It's like, I'm sure I bought a carton the other day. Oh, get online, buy another one. <laughs> That's what happens though when you buy it by the carton, I reckon. Well, Peter gave me some of those, is it Rydal? The good mm. glasses, the huge ones. Yeah. Oh, so you feel really posh while you're sitting back. Oh, I don't know. But you pour it and you go, oh, that's a small glass. That's half a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny I drink everything out of a wine glass I've got a couple of really beautiful wine glasses but I'll drink my brandy out of a wine glass I drink everything well I, I had these water chunky hippie you know with lips that were about as thick as the yeah. handle of that knife yeah. you know that we got given as presents in yeah share housing days mm. and they were probably awesome for share housing because you knock them over and they're not going to break mm. but oh man they just drive me nuts mm. and I like the little you know the little um, ones they use at tastings yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I just really like those glasses and so Pete had some of the old ones of them and he said yeah, I'll give you six of them for some bacon oh cool I know you're saying your beef bacon was pretty darn good yes it was and I do have more of that still cryovac so I'll bring some of that out in a, in um on a pizza mm. or in a um 
like in a stew. And Billy at Meter Billy's, he's going to try. He's got some wagyu brisket, yeah, which has got you know like really heavily marbling through it. He's going to try making some with that. Cool. You know, which would probably yeah. be a lot more baconish because when you fried it, it wouldn't be as tough. It'd just fall apart. Yeah. But it was nice. It'd be good for salads, actually, because it would just crumble. Mm. God, I went to this bloody hideous opening of a meat restaurant recently. Really? Oh, God. They had, like, everything on skewers. Oh, and I they... saw the pictures of that. <laughs> Seriously. And they had brisket. Mm. And they just put it on the thing and just turned it on the thing. So, And it was rare. Do they understand how to cook brisket? Oh, well, no. Obviously not. It, and consequently, it was as tough as an old boot. And Can then people were sitting there going, Mmm, yum, isn't this delicious? No, it's not bloody delicious. It's as mm. tough as an old boot. Yeah. Just because it's free, free and you're at an opening, it doesn't make it taste any better. It's amazing how people get that blindness to, hey, it's oh. free, I better say something nice Well, about our it. food was dreadful. The chicken was raw, the fish was raw, everything was bad. But, you know, I could, I could hear people around me go, isn't this fantastic? And yeah. I was thinking, would you come back and pay for it? Yeah. I don't think so. Have you been to the, I've always wanted, the, the, they say, uh, is it Teresa, the Brazilian? Terrasqueria. Yeah. Where they have it all on skewers. Have you been to a good one of those? Yeah, in Peru. In Peru. <laughs> There's supposed to be a really good one in Sydney. There's me- yeah, where yeah. They, where they say you, you don't you don't go dressed up in jeans and stuff. You wear tracksuit pants. So, because you just because you just eat and eat and you slowly. Well, because they always have the big thing, you know. You have it green and you turn it. You just let them. They just keep feeding you until you can't eat anymore, and then you flip it over and it's red. So you say stop. It's like a mercy ruling. Yeah. In and it's freaking great because the meat just keeps on coming. But that one in Sydney sounds awesome because they have the big fire charred yeah. grilled things, like the real fire. There's actually one in Melbourne too. Yeah. But the one we went to in Peru, because they do it all the time in South America, but this was hilarious because in South America, if I say to you, hey, Beso, do you want to come out for dinner? Mm. And you say, yeah, it's my shout. Okay. My kick, I asked yeah. you, so I have to shout you. Beautiful, beautiful, <laughs> beautiful so little cultural if, thing. If you're the guest, you just always get asked out for dinner, do you? So you just always get asked out for dinner. So when we were in Peru for my brother's wedding, we kept on being asked out all the time. And I was with my mum and dad, and dad, dad, who's you know an old farmer, goes, "Fucking hell, we're gonna have to ask these bloody assholes out for dinner." I'm like, "These assholes have been putting us up." <laughs> Oh, you know what I mean. We better find somewhere to take him out for dinner. He goes, I'm going to have to ask him out for dinner. So he goes down and, you know, in his English, Spanish, you know, I'd like to take everyone out for dinner. Send out the word. Anyway, he ended up with about 50. 50 oh people God. all sitting at this table and my dad's going, <laughs> fuck, what how much this is going to cost me. Anyway, and they ate and ate and ate. No salad. Yeah, just meat, just meat. meat, 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 meat. These skewers that just kept on coming out. And even this, the tiny little girls, they'd be piling up their plates with meat. And Dad's going, I mean, look at her. She's having two foot five. She's just eating three kilos of meat. It was so funny. Like, he just, 
was just giving this running, you know, cynical farmer commentary. Anyway, and then at the end, but it was great. The food was amazing. Just all this beautiful yeah, beef South, and South pork. South Americans and, really like the beef, don't they? Peru, they love it. They Argentina. love pork too. Oh, they okay. do this amazing pork. I mean, they do that amazing pork chitarani, which is the uh, deep fried pork. So it's crunchy. And mm. seriously, on a Sunday, they'll stick you on a bus and they'll take you four hours to go and find this amazing pork. And they'll pull out a big roll of pork and just start chopping away at it. Oh, the wine. The wines are right. Excellent. Love wine. Um, and did it bankrupt him, or was it? Relatively- no, it was pretty funny because then they then they started offering dessert, and and they're all drinking mixed drinks. You know, they're all going, oh, can you know, I'll have a scotch and coke, and Dad's going, listen to them, listen to them all. <laughs> Racking up my tab. And then they then they're offering dessert, and he's going, oh, of course they're all going to have bloody dessert. <laughs> the little girls all into like a kilo of ice cream. Anyway, it cost him nothing. I think the whole bill came to something like four hundred and fifty bucks, and um, he's just, you know, he's gone. Oh, that wasn't so bad, you know. <laughs> it was so funny. So what else have you been telling us? How's the how, how's the cooking going at the at the shop? Oh, I've been really doing much lately, actually. Can you cook like? So if someone rocks up, can you cook them stuff on the other night? Can yeah. you cook lunches yeah, and breakfasts? Yeah, and... I've done a couple of cooking classes out there, just private little cooking classes. I'm about to crank it all up. But it's really cool because I've got the beautiful oven, right? Yeah. So it's got two beautiful ovens. It's got a nice big burner on top. I've got a beautiful wine fridge. I've got beautiful fridges. <laughs> and then it's in amongst all this gorgeous furniture. So it looks yeah. really cool. And I kind of like it because people walk in. And because of all the it's, industrial vintage furniture, if you don't know what to do with it, it can sometimes look old yeah. and crappy. Yeah. But yet they come in and then all of a sudden there's all this they, beautiful they see stuff. It to, sort of in a, together. Yeah, and then yeah. all of a sudden there's a beautiful oven and a beautiful fridge that's quite obviously, you know, stunning mm. around all this stuff. And so it kind of brings it all together and they're like, oh. Yeah, Mum and Alan have got a old kerosene fridge mm. at the island. And they keep going, oh, we're going to throw that away. And I'm like, no, throw that away, whatever you do. Like, even if, you know, even if I can't take it, someone will take it and do it up and, you know, because it's like the old proper Kero fridge. Yeah. And it's in good nick. It still works. It still keeps things cold. But they're just more of a hassle to run and obviously you can't run them when you go away. Yeah. You know, yeah, whereas yeah. they can, you know, leave some fish in the freezer when they go away and, and, and the the electrical just, you know, keep on keeping on sort of thing, so... Yeah, the amount of people we get come in, though, and go, oh, you know, if only we knew all this stuff was going to come back in, we'd thrown away... Oh, right. ...farm modes for, and you just think... I mean... It's funny, i got a lot of clearing sales around here, right? Yeah. So I'm living in West End, lots of the Greeks are getting out, and their kids are selling up all the property yeah and they just they just want to get rid of everything but they don't put any value on the old stuff, stuff no so we went to this house recently the kids were all selling it you know they were going to get 1.4 for it they were so excited about money they didn't care about anything underneath and they had these beautiful old tall tables that their dad had made with the beautiful drills and stuff still yeah. attached like and they just going to dump it dump it we gave them 50 bucks and we took away two ute loads. 
beautiful old doors, tool tables. Yeah, I have to say I was a little bit, a little bit disappointed that um, when you said come around here because I was keen to come around and have a look at the shop. Yeah, well you'll see it. Yeah. Does that look familiar? Yeah, yeah, that looks exactly like mine. So, What's on the top? Is it a gas? Yeah, no, it's, no, no, it's gas. It's just got like a, it's got like a lid. Oh, a lid on it. Yeah, and oh, that's the splashback. Let's lift, get lift. working that. Let's work that for you. That's bloody great. I can't see the brand, but it is a Falcon. I can see the emblem on the top. Mm. Well, you know what? That is worth saving because that oven now would cost you eight and a half thousand dollars. Wow. Okay. Well, let's fix that one up then. Yeah, and I'll get the guy for you to come out. And just change it over for you. That's easy. Mm. They've always been done for natural. And... Yeah, so it's got two ovens, oh. got a grill. Look, it probably needs it's a service a or something. It's even got the groovy 90s colours. Yeah, a lot. See, that's why... I love it. The guy across the road, he pulled it out of a, a place and she didn't want it anymore. She wanted a modern... Oh, um, really? Nice, like, ceramic top. Oh, You right. know, like, easy to clean. Yeah, induction. But, but very crisp and wanting stainless steel sort of look. Yeah, and yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, do you want this? I think I paid 200 bucks for it. Yeah, well, I would definitely be looking after All that because right, that's well, well worth it. That's an amazing oven. How lucky looking, are you? Stop God. looking for me. That's exactly like the one I've got at the moment except mine's chocolate brown. Mm. Well, I love that green, so. Mm. Perfect. The, the oven, the cooktop I've got at the moment, and just because I am completely unwilling to spend any money on it to mm. get it fixed because I know... Mm. It's dying and, and the oven's on its way out as well. But you know, like the rings, or A, there's like the, the sort of three things underneath that hold the yeah, element up. It's corroded away so the elements fall through. <laughs> the ring that goes around the outsides, just like <laughs> held together with like little tiny bits of metal. This thing is just. People come in and go, I thought you were a cook. How can you cook on an oven like yeah, this? Yeah, a good cook can cook on anything. Yes, yeah, that's uh, mate. It's all about him. What's in, in here, not your tools. Oh, I did the most going, hilarious job. Going, man, I'd kill for a piece, no. Yeah. Oh, you bloody got one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, bloody hell. Look after that. But I would have rung... That'll last forever. I would have rung about six gas plumbers and they all said, nah, mate, can't convert it. So maybe you just got to know the right people. Yeah. And a lot of them are lazy. It's not worth their while. Yeah, how much yeah, are, how so. much can they charge you? They've got to come out to bumfuck nowhere where you live. Yeah, convert it and it's a fifty buck job. That's the thing. Well, like say to your mate, like you know, if he wants a kilo of home cured bacon or something like that to yeah. uh, on top of his fee yeah. or whatever. Yeah, you know whatever we've got to do to get him yeah. out, but it'll be worth it if I can. Yeah, that's why they'll be saying it. Get and get not and there oven. aren't very many of them that are very good at it. They'll say yeah, they can do it, okay. but they're not very good at it. Anyway, that'd be really cool. Yeah, awesome. Because oh. I am, I am doing quite a bit of cooking actually. Like this, yeah. this vegetarian thing sort of. Plus, I'm doing like I've just been doing all this dry cured bacon stuff at work. Yeah. Um, you know, which is just really right down, sort of our alley at work. Like, yeah. You do a lot of stuff like packaging and stuff like that, which is our bread and butter and makes us money in. But. You know, we're an ingredients company and you've got to do something that excites you every now and again. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I've had three customers come through that, you know, haven't been in when the reps called or haven't had time to chat to the rep. I'm like, oh, you guys, you know, you're good butchers. Have you had a look at this drunk you're bacon? Oh, yeah, sort of. No, not really. Like, you got five minutes? Because we just got packets of it just sitting in the, in the, 
in the fridge at work so that we, if people want to try it, we can. So just, here, sit down, open up some bacon, cook yeah. it up, and as soon as you start cooking it, it's the aroma of it's just amazing. Bacon sees anyone mad. And, um, yeah, like three guys walked out with a bucket. It's like yeah. as soon as you cook them a bit up, it's like, oh, man, this is how bacon should taste. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Gosh. Isn't that funny because... I've only, I've had one butcher tell me, oh, my bacon's way better than this. Oh, you, you, it yeah. was tasteless. I was like, all oh, right, mate, whatever. <laughs> Some guys just, you can't, you can't, doesn't matter what it, what it is, whatever it's, whatever's new, they're like, I can do it better. Don't tell me how to do my job. That's life though, isn't it? Hmm. You meet those knobs everywhere. It's like, oh, yours isn't the better and the best. That's why a lot of, um, people that do my job do the reps job they won't they don't like ex-butchers yeah right. because they think a butcher an ex-butcher coming in is not trying to sell them something they're trying to tell them how to do their job yeah and they right. arc up them. they're yeah, much yeah, more yeah. comfortable with someone that they think that they definitely know more than yeah 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 weird the psychology of it eh? it's weird you know sometimes you've just got to shut up when you're selling stuff and just let them think that if you want to sell them something, it's almost like you have to shut up. Yep. So, the crappy meal you had at your opening the other day, do you reckon yeah. they'll do well? No. I think they'll be closed within probably, it depends how much money the company's got. I, I just don't get... I'll, I'll I've be, got a real thing about these restaurants all just opening. And I, I don't know whether they've done any research. I don't know why they have an opening before they're even Ready open. to go, yeah. I don't know why they invite 200 nobodies. I mean, they're not all nobodies. I don't, why don't you just invite 50 people and have a really good meal mm. and speak and tell people what you do. No yeah, one spoke, no one told the story about this place. It's like if we give 200 people free food and 100 of them think free food is fabulous, they'll get out and spread the word and the other 100 will just not say anything. I have a thing. I think bloggers are really good for pop-ups and um, fatty stuff. Because yeah. I'll get on and say it's great. But if you've got a restaurant and you want to be longevity and stuff, well, then you tap in. You're opening a meat restaurant. Mm. Who would you invite? Butchers. Butchers. Yeah. People that love meat, spruik for meat. Yeah. Your, your suppliers that are going to go and tell people about this amazing restaurant that they're supplying. Mm. I mean, to but me, you, but it's you've also a, then got it like I went to uh, when I was running the pubs. Um, I went to, um, and maybe I missed the point of it. Maybe it was just a networking thing. But they had this beef and beer lunch at um, the one that was down down where Rowers used to be. Is it Cha Cha Cha? Oh yeah, yeah, Cha Cha Cha. Now I don't know whether it was Cha Cha Cha's fault or whether they were doing it to a budget, but it was supposed to be steak and beer, right? And the Carlton United guy got up and talked a little bit about you know the beers that they had, but we had. Carlton Mid-Strength and VB for lunch. And some rump steak that I reckon I could have cooked better blindfolded at a steak restaurant. Yeah, right. And it, it mustn't have just been me that was upset because my, um, the, the guy that was my like area manager who looked yeah. after all my clients in my area, he took us somewhere else for a feed and beers <laughs> on the company credit card to apologise. <laughs> He said, that was pretty woeful. Let's go and have some decent beer. I, I, like, don't, I don't know why they do it, though. I the don't The whole get it. of the Carlton United... Such a waste of money. Carlton United family of beers that you've got, and you're serving Carlton mid-strength? Like, 
And don't say VB because he might come in with his beer. <laughs> Never say a bad word about VB. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I don't get it. So I think it's really crazy. I think, you know, Brisbane's in the grip of this restaurant frenzy, whereas well, restaurants are opening up quicker than you can say Joey Jack Slim. Well, I saw Burmo tweeted the other day, and, and if, like everyone has to be careful because of defamation laws in Australia, mm. but he said he just dropped the work the worst $400 that he'd ever spent on a, on a meal for good food god, I'd say. Yeah, right. So... You know, and then, then what happens in that situation? Well, if there's someone that has to be written up because they sponsor and do the right things, then you've got to write them up. And that... But you can... And you dance around it. And it was really... I read a, um, a couple of books by a completely different topic, but... You know, Matthew Condon, he's written these yes. two books on Queensland. Yes. I don't know if you've read them. Um, amazing books. Really amazing. But strangely circumspect in certain areas. And and again, I said to Boom, I said, it's really weird that he sort of hammered these people and mm. skirted around things and sort of spoke in insinuations and mm. this person said this about that. And he said, oh, it's simple. He said, because... Um, he's still alive. He'll sue. Yeah. I mean, you've got to be so careful. So, like, the people that are dead, he can say, well, this happened and this happened and this happened. The people that are alive, oh, a person told me this story, which might, you know? So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, it's real. It was a really strange read, like, fascinating. But what was that just, book called? Uh, there's, there's two Cook already, Kings and there's, there's three Cook of Kings yeah, and, um... Uh, Jack's Jack's Jokers and Jack's yeah. Jules and Jokers or something like that. I like, yeah, like Queensland was a real old, still weird is. place. God, know? but you know what? But I mean, it's still because it's so small, you can't, you know, and it's kind of bad because you can't, you can't do the proper service. I mean, you say to someone a restaurant's, Oh yes, it's this, it's this, it's this. So you go and drop your money there. And it's shit. Mm. What's your job as a reviewer? Is it to tell people the truth, or mm. is it to just give a bland blank? And I think it's become a bland blank. You kind of got to read between the lines. If there's no niceties and no raving about it, and it's just a statement about yeah. what the restaurant is, well then you can pretty much take from that it's shit. Yeah. If they actually ooh and ah and tell you a little bit about the food and how lovely it is, then I think you can take it that it's good. But it's a bit of a shame that it's got to that point. I really hate the food blogger versus proper journalist um, oh. war and how food blogger. But well, journalists do it too. But the the fawning review. Do you know oh, what I mean? Yeah. That just drives me. Like what? The, and the ones that just do it like every you know three out of four reviews will just be oh this was the mo- most amazing thing that I've ever seen. So then it's hard to tell when they're genuinely mm. actually blown out of the water. Mm. I know. It's almost like they need to actually introduce a stock standard. You know what we'll do? If it's not very good, don't say anything bad, but just give the details. I like what Everyday Cook does. And if she's been paid or if she's... Who? Is that Jackie? Yeah. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's her blog. Someone I saw the other day, if she if she got a free feed or someone has asked her to review a product oh. and send it to her for free, she puts sponsored posts next to it. Yeah. So, so you know that... Well, that's the thing. Like, 
Because, you know, how many food reviews are, like, openings? Like, if you're going to an opening and you're a journalist, then you're not paying for it, are you? No. And even if you're going under the auspices of your, of the Sydney Morning Herald or the Brisbane Times, you're still not paying for it. Brisbane Times are paying for it. Yeah. You know, it's still a free feed. Mm. That does colour you. It's when you've got to hand out your own cash. Yeah, like you want to say, so what would you pay for? I think that's the best question when you speak to a food critic. Where would you pay your own money to yeah. go and eat a game? That's and what... that's how you know. Like you, It's funny you say to a food critic, where do you want to go for lunch? Yeah. That's when you find out where's good, yeah. you know. Well, and, and that's pay. why I really it's want to go to Esquire because everyone seems to everyone that I talk to seems to say it's the best value feed you can get. Like well, it's, it's not, value for amazingness. I mean, he's yeah, so it's, clever. It's not cheap, but you're just getting you're getting yeah. a sort of you know what's uh, what's the guy in Spain who's closed down? Ferran Adria. Yeah, you're getting that sort of level food. Mm. For, yeah, he's clever. Mm. You know, there's no doubt about it. He is clever. But it's funny, we went out the other week to a friend of mine and um, who does food. And, you know, we went out to Tartufo. Yeah. Fantastic food because the food there is amazing. The service is amazing. Yeah. You know, you're happy. Everyone's, you know, amazing. Yeah. You're going to be happy at the end of the day. It was really funny. We were there and we we drank all lunchtime. We finished lunch at about... 5.30, 6 o'clock, and then we went into the Emporium, we had a few more cocktails, and then everyone went, and we thought, oh, let's go and have another bottle of red bacon. <laughs> Tartufo. And, you know, we walked in the door, and do you know what? Within about three minutes, because they knew we were pissed, yeah. there was a bowl of fries in yeah. front of us. They, they picked the mood perfectly. It was fantastic, you know. It was just no questions asked. Yes, come back. Great to see you again here. Well, we, you know. we went to Cirame for Vanessa's birthday. Mm. And, like, we had Curtis and, and you know, it was low-key and it was raining. And, like, mm. they said to us when we booked, you've got to be out of here by half past one. We've got a wedding in the afternoon. Mm. That, that night that we've got to set up for so and we had really good service, great service. Food was fantastic. No one had a bad feed, mm. and and we were a sort of group of friends where everyone was sort of, you know, oh, Share, try a bit of this, yeah. try a bit of this, you know. So everyone got a good taste. But at one thirty, they said, "Look, we've got to start setting up for this wedding. You guys just sit here as long as you like, and we'll work around you as long as you don't mind us working around you." So we stayed till half past two, three o'clock. Yeah, cool. But. You know, that that's reading the mood. Hey, they're they're quite happy to just sit here and stay yeah. here. As long as you're happy to stay here, we'll we'll work around yeah. you and you can enjoy your lunch yeah. a little bit longer. And I think well, you know, we all would have had a couple more wines and stuff, yeah. so they would have made some money out of it. Yeah. Um And it's nice because then you leave with a really fond memory and you you're telling the story, you know. Yeah. It's, it's that well, whole it's, thing. It's not a cheap place to eat, but and it's not close to Brisbane, so they would rely, I would imagine, a fair bit on word of mouth. Mm. You know, people mm. talking them up, and I would talk them up, no worries. Yeah. Same as the, what's the little French place on Brunswick Street? Is it still there? And it's... Yeah. Yeah. Vanessa and I, for a while, would go to, we played Touch on a Wednesday night, so we'd go to a restaurant, if they were open early enough, mm. like 5, 36 mm. o'clock, we would go and grab a light meal. Yeah. Before, so we... Uh, we went down to the one at Brickworks, uh, Grasshopper Kitchen, 
Oh yeah, for two seconds. Yeah. Yeah, we went there and we went to a new and we got um, duck fat wedges or fries <laughs> or like chips <laughs> and and something else. But two two little light things. Mm. But only one there. And the guy had a chat to us and he's like, oh, you want a wine? And we're like, oh, we've got to pay 40. Oh, one wine won't hurt. And it's, all right. <laughs> he gives us a wine. And, you know, it's just really cool. Like, it wasn't like, well, yeah. what the hell are you guys doing here at 5 yeah. o'clock? I'm trying to set up. It was like, yeah. oh, yeah, that's really cool that you guys are having a light meal before you play footy. Yeah, you know? yeah. And we're dressed in our footy clothes. We're completely out of place. <laughs> <laughs> No. But other restaurants would just go, what the hell are you doing dressed here like this at five o'clock? You know, and, and would not make you feel welcome. Yeah. That's quite a nice wine, isn't it? it Apparently. Is. I, that's one of the ones I get. So it'd be interesting to oh. know if Pat, Pat paid for it. because Isn't that funny? Well, um, Pete Marchant was saying today that he thought that the 2013 was a very good year for wine. Oh, okay. So it's quite hard to... They're doing all the judging. We yeah. had it back back behind the scenes look at the wine judging fascinating it was really yeah, they interesting they wouldn't let me go back and see him so yeah well I kind of went behind the scenes and stuff and it was really good but they were saying 2013 was really hard because it was a really good season which is really interesting because I was having drinks one day with this woman and she's not in the know with the wine and we're chatting and she had a 2009 bottle she goes oh 2009 it was such a great year you can't you can hardly get a bad wine in 2009 oh, I right? just bought a carton of 2009 wine well it's funny you can't that's really good you can't very often find 2001 on the sh- 2001 <laughs> <laughs> how many of those have you had so? I've only had half a glass <laughs> could have got for dinner um 2001 like nine you can hardly find it on the shelves no. I bought, paid like 35 bucks for a bottle the other night and it was delicious. Well, next week I'll bring that, but, um, a bottle of that, that one I've got up. Yeah, it's interesting it's... to know. Like, I'm not very wine savvy. I was going to bring a Pinot for you tonight, so we really <laughs> should be drinking Pinot. <laughs> Vanessa, Vanessa said to me, oh, that's what else I put in the bolognese. I put half a bottle of red wine. Mm. I knew there was something else to put And a heap of oregano. Oh, cool. Dried oregano, because I bought it a kilo, so. Yeah, she won't know what's going on. So she, she, she won't get a dinner cooked when she works in an IT company. Vanessa thought that she would prefer the vegetarian bolognese to the real bolognese. Oh. You might actually become a bit more... Well, it's probably not a bad is, thing. It's a good thing, you know. You shouldn't eat that much meat anyway. No. I suppose it's quite good to eat. Well, I'm really trying to get the veggie garden cranking this year. That's the, the big focus. It's mm. close to the house. I've got water. We're pumping up from one of the dams down the bottom into a little tank so that, you know, I can water the, the veggies as much yeah. as I like. Um, yeah, try and eat a bit more, a bit less meat. Look. Well, that's all the rage. And, and Everyone's sh- shrunk their meat size down. Come on. What about the veggies? A little bit of meat? Veggies are the main thing. See, the thing with salad is, I find salad from supermarket, salad items, tomatoes and lettuce are the worst things to buy from a supermarket. Oh, God, they're awful. Whereas... They're awful. Lettuce picked from a garden is just amazing. Mm. And so I've got 10 lettuces and a whole heap of Asian uh, leafy, like mustard greens. Yeah, oh, I love mustard greens. Oh, that's what else I did this week, tempura. Oh, and you yeah. know what? You know those mustard, the, the ones that are like green and purple? Perilla. It's it's like a salad leaf. Yeah, perilla or amaranth or whatever. Yeah. No, it's not amaranth. It, it looks like a, it's quite broad and, and it's got a 
fairly thick texture. Maybe that's it. Yeah, I'm, I think it's amaranth. Um, Amaranth's got a flower though, doesn't it? Uh, what is the first thing I called it? Yeah, maybe it's that. I'll send you a photo. <laughs> but anyway, I did tempura vegetables and I did some prawns for Mum and Vanessa. Yeah. And Curtis, they got a little. He got a little. He loved tempura prawns. Mm. And then I did mushrooms, a couple of different types of mushrooms, uh. snow peas. And some of the those leaves, I just tore them into bits yeah. and then dipped them in tempura. And you know they're really, really bitter yeah. when they're uh, fresh. Uh. When you cook them in tempura, they completely change their flavour profile. Oh yum! They were really, really nice. God yum! So and she'd never had tempura before. Never had tempura vegetables. What? Never had dumplings before. Oh shit! She's having a whole education. Mm. She should be paying you. Yeah. Mate. Um. <laughs> Do you know what they do in Thailand? You get big plates. We used to just get it with our drinks at night, but they would do, you know, the water spinach, the long spinach with the yeah. hollow stem. Yeah. They just stick that in tempura batter. Okay. And just fry it. So you get these long leaves. Oh. Well, the, the next bamboo I plant will be good for shoots. Yeah. I reckon it'll be good tempura. Bamboo yeah. shoots. Yeah. I don't like bamboo shoots. I wonder whether they're nice or fresh. Well, you've got to boil them to eat them, don't you? They're mm. inedible, raw. But yeah, but you could tempura them. Yeah, you could just go and buy some boiled out of the nail and <laughs> test it first before you go planting the bloody tree. Uh, bamboo is very useful. Alright, so I've got to get going. Mm-hmm. you got to go to dinner. Yeah. So where can we um, go and buy some vintage furniture? What's the address? <laughs> come on, you got to give it a plug. Yeah, come on, big vintage, seven... Commerce Street in Salisbury, or jump online. We have an online store. www.bigvintage.com.au. And I haven't loaded everything up on that. Are you going to put the cooking school stuff on the website? I'll put a link from each each to each. Yeah. And um, I'm going to upload all the stuff that's coming in the new container soon so people can forward buy. Sounds good. And Big Vintage is on Twitter. Twitter. Just at Big Vintage. Big Vintage. Cool. And you're at Taste Trekker. Taste Trekkers. Z. There is a Taste Trekker now. Bastards. What do you do when they steal your name? You can't do anything, can you? Uh, they usually squat on it and sell it to you for a million bucks. Oh. You got to spend money. I'll be sitting for a while. <laughs> All right. Oh, well, I will and see you next week. You're not, fr- you're not flogging. No, I've got, no, no, got nothing. Got to nothing. <laughs> I haven't written a blog for ages. I'm, I'm in uh, Look After Twins Land. That's about it. Alright, cool. Alright, ciao. We, we, we should rap about things that we like, like. Like food. That's what? You bugging at death, you know it. We're gonna be like the Partridge family, but with food. You like food, don't you? Got any uh, white bread? Yes. Oh, wait. I am the spaghetti. Duval, you're not the spaghetti. I am the spaghetti. Let go of the lid. Got spaghetti in you. Is this organic? Sure. Is it grass fed? Yes. Cruelty free. What's so special about the cheese maker? The saying goes, you are what you eat. And I am freaking cheese. Now, where's the cheese? Australian native, by the way. Okay, how was it? Mm, I wouldn't kick it out of bed for eating crackers. How about corned beef, Mr. Taggart? I'd say you've had enough. Um,